everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey's post-game on Green Room. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Man, that was uh, that was something. It was uh, the first period was fun. They got in in the forecheck. They had the puck most of the first period. It looked good. They're getting shots on net. They're keeping Carter Hart clean. Uh, Joel Farabee opens up the scoring. That's awesome to see. We're all hoping Joel Farabee has a huge season. And then the second period happened. Uh, Jesus, that was just shit ugly. Just shit brown ugly. I can't. What happened? Uh, it, it was just that was some of the most depressing shit uh, I've seen in a really long time. Um, just no life. Uh, nothing. They, it's like the first period never happened. In the first five minutes of the second period, they managed to erase, you know, 20 minutes of good work of the first period, giving up two goals in the lead. Uh, it is awesome that they came back. It is nice to get that standings point. Um, at the end of the year, they're only going to ask how many. They're not going to ask how. I'm desperate to see some more playoff hockey, so a point is better than no points. But, man, there's still a lot of – Still a lot of concerns with this team, and it starts with number 79, Carter Hart. Um, it, it's not like he was getting beat left and right, uh, but it's even more concerning that, like, man, some of those unlucky unlucky goals are just uh, their positioning. He's supposed to be the technically sound guy. That's the thing we were told. Oh, yeah, he's got his confidence back, so he'll have, uh, you know, he'll be technically sound again. And and that uh, that bounce off the backboards, like your skate has to be inside the post, dude. Like you have to be covering that post, and he wasn't. So you get that one. Uh, lost the puck under him one. That other, maybe it hit a stick. I thought it kind of looked like a kick, but it was in invert, and the guy was down. But just an ugly uh, – it was, it was just ugly second period. There's not much else you can say for it. My real problem, though, was the third period. You're down 4-2. It's your home opener. Your fresh first game of the season, and they looked like shit until they got the uh, the net pulled, and then they get that uh, that slashing penalty uh, called when TK uh, draws. You know, he gets the puck to the face, but the follow through the stick ends up hitting him in the arm, so they get the slash. I think that's actually a good call, like one of those things. If Bill Max was commissioner. Um, if you play the puck with a high stick, I think it should be a penalty. There's never any reason for your stick to be in the air. But they get the slashing call because of the follow-through. That's all well and good. They score. Uh, then Giroux gets the game-tying goal. That's cool. I am really frustrated with what Sandheim did at the end there. That um, that sucked. Like, five, seven seconds left in overtime. You have the puck over over center ice. Like, the goals we saw and the, the bounces we saw – uh, in this one, the live boards, we saw some crazy bounces off the stanchions throughout. Why not take a shot? Like, we know what this team is historically in shootouts. We saw Carter Hart off his game in the second period. Why are you just like, fuck it, let's go to a shootout with like five, seven seconds left? Let's shoot it in, see what happens. Put one on him, put him, put one off the backboards. I don't know. That just really frustrated me. Um, I, I, But that's not the problem with this game. Um I, I, if you were down on this team, you saw enough to keep you down on this team. And if you have high hopes, there's a lot of things that are like, okay, we can build on this. Now, some of the, this is an excuse free season. This is, 
they have worn out their benefit of the doubt. This is a no excuses season. So now let me tell you my excuses for tonight. Uh, Vancouver's already played a game, so they have their legs under them a little bit more. The Flyers, this is the first game of the season, obviously. Their season starts today when, you know, the puck dropped on Tuesday. But still, I don't know, man. I just... Not nearly enough life, not nearly, uh, not nearly enough energy for the home opener, uh, it, like wanting to erase the memory of that awful season they just went through. Again, it's cool. They tie it up at the end. They have that fun desperation push that we've all become so accustomed to following these flyers. But uh, just playing hard in like the second period probably wouldn't have negated this and you come away with two points and Vancouver gets none. So I, I don't know. Uh, but we're going to open it up to comments in just a second. Uh, to If you remember, if you remember these post games from last year on uh, what was locker room, now it's green room. Uh, you're able to talk. It's like a call in show. So we're going to get to that. Be- be- but before we do that, I want to talk to you about clear rum. It is uh, just an absolutely delicious rum. I sampled it for the first time last night, and I got to tell you, I was supposed to have some for the game tonight, but um, my wife Ava and I sat down to uh, watch the Eagles, and before you knew it, we were out of rum, but it is an uh, it is just absolutely delicious. If you are like me, you probably had a, a rum phase, maybe in high school or college. Um, I was I was a Sailor Jerry guy. I drank a lot of rum and cokes, and man, did I put the weight on fast. Uh, this is not like that. This is this is like a craft rum, I would say. Uh, Twelve times distilled, eighteen times filtered. American style rum. It's distilled in Lewisbury, Pennsylvania, and I cannot speak highly enough of it. Sure, you can use uh, mixers and everything, but I was just drinking it on the rocks last night. And if you were following along with my tweets uh, during the Eagles game, it was certainly effective. I had a great time. I think you will too. Drink clear rum. It's K L Y R rum. Uh, absolutely freaking delicious. I would highly recommend it to anybody out there. Uh, even if you're not like a, oh, yeah, you know, I drink Malibu or I've, uh, Captain Morgan. It's not really my thing. This is not that. This, this, it's so much better than uh, what you think rum is. It's, it's a real good sip in liquor. So check out that clear rum. All right, let's get to the speaker requests and let's lead things off with Hunter Moyer. Hunter, can you hear me? Hunter Moyer, you are live. I, I, this happens. I don't know what it is. If you're on speakerphone, maybe turn it off speaker. I think everyone else can hear you, but I can't. Oh, Hunter fell off. All right, let's go to Nikki Hall. Nikki, you are live. There are no new speaker requests. Nikki Hall, can you hear me? Well, this is going well to start. I got, I got, I got, I got me back. Oh, I got oh, me oh. back. There's an unmute button. I guess I'll, uh, I'll let Nikki go, though. All right. Sorry about that. I had no idea this was a new thing. I literally, like, went to open to watch the post game. And it's like, oh, we have an update. I'm like, are you freaking serious? Like, this is the first Dude, time. I- I, last year, like, I was able to connect my – oh, because, like, I'm a professional podcaster. I have, like, a microphone and shit. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm – I can like, mm-hmm. I can't connect to my laptop right now. I'm sure there's a way to figure it out, but I couldn't tonight. So I'm like through my iPad internal speakers. So we're going to, we're going to screw around with the post game format. We're going to figure out what the best, uh, what the best way to do this is, but thank you for joining me on uh, green room. What's up tonight. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I'm actually doing pretty well for the most part. I mean, I've been working back to back shifts and obviously I had to 
Um, after I was done closing, I figured I popped the game onto the uh, 93.3. I had to figure out whether it was 97.5 or 93.3. I probably could have looked that up, but I will. Anyway, when I tuned in, they were leading one nothing, and excuse me, it felt pretty good. <laughs> and then second period happened. I was like, well, crap. And I think by the time I got off the bus to where I am now, I actually moved within the recent year. I'm living somewhere else. Um, I think it was, I think I, I actually managed to hear, uh, who was it? Atkinson that got the second goal. And oh my gosh, that kid, I'm glad we picked him up. Like, holy crap, that he's, he's, he's definitely an improvement over Voracek. I can say that much for certain. Uh, he's so much, he's just more of a fit. He's more of what they need. Uh, you know, I, I had the love hate relationship with Voracek. I appreciated what he brought, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they mm-hmm. need, they need guys who put the puck in the net and in, you know, one game, one goal for Atkinson, that's a hell of a start. Yeah, it honestly is. And, like, I've seen, like, some highlights of him back when he was in Columbus. And it's like, the dude is literally everywhere. Like, he will find, if he can't find the opportunity to score, he will set somebody up to get the goal if you give him the opportunity, which the Canucks did. I, I mean, yeah, granted, the Canucks had some life in the second. And, you know, by the time the third period rolled around, just like, oh, my gosh, it's the same song and dance again. And all of a sudden, we pull hard. Uh, who was it that scored first? I think it was. I know Giroud scored. The, we had TK the and TK then Giroud. Yeah. Right. So then TK scored there. And like, okay, we got some life. Cool, cool. So then we're like, all right, well, let's see. Maybe let's see what happens here. And then Drew gets the equalizer. We're like, all right, cool, cool. And then, you know, OT goes by and we're just like, oh, well, here's the same song and dance again. And then we go down to the skills competition where we're famous for basically losing. <laughs> so I'm just like, well. What an exciting way to end the game. It is a skills competition loss. <laughs> it was it was one of the most flyers like come score first, give up the lead, bad goaltending, storm all the way back and then lose in the shootout. Like it was if you had the bingo card going tonight, you uh you mm-hmm. you you won. <laughs> like anybody else got bingo? Anybody got a bingo for flyers? tonight um but no it low-key reminded me of the eagles game last night where it's like you know they had like what was it the first quarter they were down what was it 14 7 or something like that and then they like tied it in the second <clears throat> or something so, something happened but it's like it wasn't close for a while and then it was up until like the fourth quarter when they finally got the you know the the next t- the third touchdown and got the two points and, you know <clears throat> defense was you know defense all well all they really had to do was come up with that big stop. And then, you know, they get called for the taunting penalty. It's like, well, there goes that. It's essentially what tonight felt like. Yeah. yeah, There's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of crossover to the disappointment in a big spot there. Uh, Thanks a lot for Uh, calling in. I want to get, I'm going to get through some of these calls and, uh, you know, try to get to everybody tonight. Looking forward, looking forward to this season though. I, I, I I have some faith that we'll, we'll bounce back. We will. Me too. All right. With this crew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whoever, Whoever was, was the second, second. Are you, yeah. yeah, what's are you, up? Are you still on the line? I'm still yeah, here. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Um, I, have, I have two things. Uh, I, I came on here last year, and you complained about it too. Uh, special teams. Uh, listen, we're one game in, so I can't get too, uh, you know, pissed off. Maybe you know, there's a lot of new faces. Maybe the, the chemistry's still trying to get there. But in pre in preseason, they were four for twenty four. I think that's sixteen percent. Excuse me if I'm wrong, but. I don't know. I feel like there's still some room to improve there. And you said it previously, and you guys have talked about it on your uh, group group together on Spotify, that 
am I excited about this year or as excited about the start of the season as previously? And this game was why I'm not that excited. I, I just Carter Hart gives me that feeling that I, when he first came in the league, if it was a two on one, I didn't get a lump in my throat. Like I wasn't nervous. Now, if they come down, it's like, uh, can he stop the puck or can he not? And, you know, that's where I'll leave it at that. Um, I appreciate you doing this stuff again. And that's that. All right. Thanks a lot, Hunter. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Carter Hart, man. Yeah. Those first two years in the league, you had for the first time in a long time, that feeling of when something breaks down, they're not going to score. And suddenly that bad season and now a few bad bounces tonight. And man, I'm already looking at, is he the guy? I, I know it's unfair. I know it's one game. Uh, and it's the, like if this game happens in the middle of February and he has five good performances before it, um, we're not thinking that way. But this was game one, all attention on them. You know, puck dropped on the season Tuesday. We had to wait till Friday. We're just sitting here waiting for answers from this team. And yeah, there were some good moments tonight, but 25 good minutes out of, you know, a 65-minute game plus shootout, that's not nearly enough, and that's been something that's plagued this team forever. All right, let's get to some more of the calls here. Let's go to Dan Martin. Dan, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill, just one first off, want to say thank you for doing this. Looking forward to a whole another season listening to you guys. Um, I just have two things here. Um Excited that the Flyers are back. Obviously, it's game one of 82. Don't want to get too overexcited or uh, underwhelmed. Carter Hart obviously has to be better. He can't use the unlucky excuse when you're the worst goalie ever last year. Unlucky doesn't count. Uh, And then second, this is slightly not Flyers-related, but I wonder if they should try to – I mean, they're not going to do it this year, but – Five minutes for overtime doesn't seem long enough. Like, it seemed like they were purposely trying to play for the shootout at some point. I I wonder if the NHL looks into extending that to 10 minutes. That's all I got. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate you chiming in. Yeah, the overtime, I've always – I know, like, everyone – oh, Bill's just a contrarian. Like, I've just always liked the shootout. I liked it before I realized everyone's hated it. And now, yes, obviously the fact that I know everyone hates it plays into me still liking it. I thought 10 minutes for overtime, uh, especially at three-on-three. Like, your whole bench doesn't play three-on-three. There's only certain style players – certain style players who can really give it a go with that kind of space on the ice. Uh, And it seemed like dudes would just – the injuries would pile up in a 10 minute three on three overtime. Uh, but the way it's being played now with just the, it's a keep away game. It's not just the back and forth rush, 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 rush. I feel like they could extend it to maybe seven, seven thirty, something like that. Um, uh, it, it, it can be so good. Uh, I would like to see a little bit more of the three-on-three. Three. And obviously, yeah, like, you know, the season started, they're not changing those rules. But I do wonder if at some point, Uh, For the first time ever, I'm wondering, like, maybe they should. Maybe they should expand it a little here. Uh, Tanner Robertson. Tanner, you're live on the post game. You got me there, Tanner? If there's an unmute button. Yeah, Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Unmute button. Um, Yeah, you know, from from my perspective, you know, on a season that depends wholly on a goaltending bounce back. I'm having a real hard time understanding the Martin Jones signing. 
in a situation especially where I understand what what they needed is a goaltender that could play more games than Moose. But in a situation where a guy like Braden Holtby is signing the exact same line-for-line contract as Martin Jones, and Martin Jones looked bad in the preseason. you know, And Martin Jones probably stinks. Like, he hasn't been good in San Jose, and you can blame their, like, you know, offensive system on that. But at the end of the day, he gets paid to stop the puck, and he doesn't. Uh, it's it looks like that might already be tough. I thought maybe it was just kind of one of those situations of we're going to just give Carter Hart the job. This is going to be part of giving him his confidence back. He's not going to be in a tandem. He is very clearly the starter. But, man, like if he gets hurt or things go south, which it's not even an indictment of Carter Hart. It's just something that happens. It's a fucking contact sport, and we know goalies are all nuts. Like it, it, They have no backup plan. Right. Yeah, you know it's terrible. You know, I, I, I'm a big harder. I'm a big heart fan. I, I have been for a long time. Yeah, we. But are. I, you know, when he's on the ice now, I just have this impending sense of doom. Not 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 only when it's like a breakaway or a two on one, just when a player has the puck like on the goal line from ten feet out. Like I, I just feel like if the puck gets on net, it's going in, and it's like it's a terrible, <laughs> it's a terrible thing. Um, but he might, he might have a real weakness. We've been talking about this glove for a little bit. He might have a real weakness, especially, uh, the short side when guys are coming down on the, uh, the right side of the ice, his left side and shoot glove side. Uh, and then we saw, I mean, you know, it's hard to knock anyone for getting scored on by Pedersen, but we see in the shootout that cutback just going right. right. He cuts left and then shoots right. And it's just right there for him. Yeah, you know, he, he tends to cheat a little bit. Maybe it's a confidence thing. But my whole thing is just like, I mean, like if, if Hart isn't it this season, and I think he will eventually be it, but if he's not it this season, there's no contingency plan here. Jones sucks. And like what, I mean, we're, we're going to hope that maybe Urson or Sandstrom pick. I, I don't know. It just kind of seems like we have a lot of weight hanging on Carter Hart, and I don't know if he has it this season. Um, and if he doesn't, yeah. like, like shit, like <laughs> no, they're that's they're in a lot of trouble in a season that has a lot of well, you know, if TK bounces back, if Limblom bounces back, if Hayes comes back healthy, if Provorov bounces back, like, and there's a lot of what ifs hanging, and the thing that matters most is the biggest what if. It's Carter Hart. All right, thanks, Bill. You got it. Thanks a lot, Tanner. Uh, yeah, that's. They are in a situation where it has to be hard. And, like, again, he's young. You can't – even if he has a bad year this year, you can't necessarily just write him off. And he's signed now $5 million for, what, this year and two more. So he's the guy, but it might get to a – and you know what? As bad as the second period was, third period in overtime – Hart was good. So I don't want to just make it like Hart sucked tonight and we're fucked. Uh, but – it is absolutely a concern moving forward, man, they should probably be in the market for like some sort of goaltending. It should be on like their minds. I'm not saying Chuck needs to go out tomorrow and get another goalie. Cause one, that's just unrealistic. And two, they've played one game, but it should be, it, it might end up being a priority six months from now. All right, let's get to Warren Brody. Uh, hold on there. There you go, Warren. You are live on the post game. Warren, hit on mute. Warren, going once. Warren Brody, twice. 
All right, jump back in in a second, Warren. Oh, damn it, I hung up at the end. Uh, sorry about that, Warren. I will get to you. Request again, and I will uh, I'll hit accept. But until then, we are going to Adam Bortz. Adam, you are live on the post game. This is just going swimmingly on opening night. Adam, I believe there's an unmute button you have to hit. You got me, Bill. Oh, there you are, Adam. How are you? <laughs> awesome. Hey, uh, pretty good. Thanks for We're doing this again. It's opening. Oh, no problem. First and foremost, giving us this like therapeutic outlet to bitch about this team. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, I just wanted of to course. say I was so excited for this game for how long? Like so pumped. And then they do this to us. I feel horrible. I'm sure tomorrow when we wake up, I'll be pumped to hockey season again. But for now, I'm just so pissed off. I was so excited for this game. Um, I think, uh, you know, the people that want to flame heart are justified. And I think the people that want to defend heart are, are justified too. It's one game, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, no, it's that's, tough. regardless, regardless of what you thought about this team coming in, you saw enough tonight to like confirm your thoughts, regardless of what they were. Yes, exactly. I think the people that want to flame him, you know, understandably, he should have had a lot of those, especially that glove where he was totally square to the shot and he saw it coming in the entire way. Absolutely should have had that. He should have been on top of the ones, blah, 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 blah. But to counter that, I think he stopped every single shot except for that glove, you know, and a lot of those other ones, as I'm looking at the, uh, the replays here during the post game, as I'm, you know, waiting to get Pash in here, Sandheim had an unbelievably bad game tonight and multiple of those goals that were let in that Hart should have been on top of there's guys in behind Sandheim that he's not picking up that they're putting in the net you know so that's kind of a I absolve Hart a little bit on on some of those um I I will say like the one that's under his skate he just tried to kind of hold there and like that's not going to happen you need to clear that shit out Um, yeah it is a combination, I think, of, like, defense needs to be stronger and Hart needs to just – like, he's the technically sound goalie. He's the one that needs to be square. He's the one that needs to be in position. He's the one that can't lose the puck underneath of him. Like, I, I, there's there's blame to go around. I will say on the one goal, um, the first goal uh, that you talked about where he's square and it just beats him glove side, they ran yeah. they ran what would have absolutely been called a moving screen on Keith Yandel uh, in the middle of that play if this was the NBA. Like that was an Islanders right. level pick play that just went uncalled. Mm-hmm. Like if the Eagles did that shit in the red zone, that's getting called back every single time. Uh, and they it, did last night. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, like it, there is blame to go around. I'm not gonna get on the officiating because like fucking play better. You gave up four goals in one period. And they did yeah. get the benefit of a good call, like in the uh, at the end of the at the end of the third on the slash against Konechny. But yeah, there's I, right. I think there's blame to go around in this one. There were some good things that happened, but giving up you know four goals and then losing five four on opening night at home is like people aren't gonna, people aren't going to look for the positives in this one, especially after last season. Sure, it's hard to. I, I think. One of the things I was really happy with is all the new guys I thought played pretty well, and I was happy with yeah. with a lot of them. You know, 
Cam Atkinson's no. a really nice burst of energy. I think everybody's going to be jacked up over him this year. I thought Ellis played great. Broussard, you know, playing as a bottom six guy for the past couple of years, playing up in that 2C role while we're waiting for Hayes to get back. I thought he did okay in that role, you know. Um, I, I thought oh, yeah, I was happy. I, I, I was definitely pleasantly surprised by Broussard. Like once he gets moved down in the lineup and is playing the role he should be playing, I think he'll fit fine. Uh, Ellis, yeah. I liked what I saw out of Ellis, except for on the one penalty kill where they ran that play off the end boards and JT Miller just burn him. Um, he just needs to keep yeah. that to the outside and not let him around him. But shit happens sometimes. And Cam Atkinson. I don't even want to talk about the penalty kill. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm just trying to avoid it. No one's actually brought it up yet. And I'm like, I don't even, not tonight. Like, I won't. I'm not yeah. going to be a one. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Adam. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Warren Brody is back. Sorry about that, Warren. You are live now on the post game. You got me now. How you doing? I do. Yes. How are you? Good, good. So I, I just feel like this is going to take a little time for this team to come together. It hasn't, you know, a lot of changes. Uh, I still have concerns about their talent level. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before. When you go into overtime, you can tell the teams that have talent. And the yeah. Flyers look like they were skating in quicksand. Uh, and Especially it, that like- concerns me. And that affects their special teams as well. And of course, as far as Carter Hart, I don't know what his coach is doing, but I saw the same Carter Hart the night that I saw last year. Yeah, I thought he stepped up uh, at the end of the third and in overtime, but there was enough in that second period to pick apart for for days. Uh, And especially after, because I mentioned earlier, like only certain guys can play in the three on three. Like it's not like you're running Justin Braun out there. Not everybody's going to get on the ice. Same goes for the final, you know, four minutes of a game where you're making a push with an empty net, power play, all that stuff. Like, it's the same guys on the ice for basically, like, the last nine minutes, uh, including the overtime. That's what they're going to look like. And so you can't put yourself in those situations to have to make those desperation comebacks, especially when you're as hurt as they already are with no Kevin Hayes like that. That chips into your top six already, and there's only so many guys that can play to begin with. Yeah, I still feel like they need a really top-notch playmaking oh, playmaking center. I mean, Kevin Hayes is a nice player. It would be great if he could be the 3C. I mean, be expensive That's, 3C, but that would be his best role here. Whether it's a center or a dynamic winger, I do believe – Yeah. I do believe they are one high-end player away from being, like, in that next tier. Like, everyone knows my dream is Johnny Goudreau coming home, but just someone of that level that you just put out there and is dangerous. Whether it's a center or a winger, they need one of those guys still. I I will say that I think Fletcher is next on the line because some of these guys that he signed to contracts, like Carter Hart and Sanheim, they were leap of faiths. He, he better be right yeah. or he's going to be uh, looking for a job at the end of this season. That's, I wonder how stable I, – I think uh, I think AV is a little bit more on the hot seat than Fletcher, but after you go through a coach, it's always the GM that's next. It seems like yeah. Fletcher has 
that good relationship with this, uh, you know, it's not like the Flyers change general yeah. managers all the time. We know how they've been run, but it is a different world now. Like, they're not the Flyers that draw a sellout no matter what. They're not the Flyers that are in the playoffs every year, and they're not the Flyers that are owned by Ed Snyder anymore. So business could be changing in that way. Maybe Chuck Fletcher, maybe this shit does have to pay off sooner than we think it has to for him to really hold on to this job. Well, let's let's just hope they, you know, they pulled together uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, I hope for the sake of all of us. I agree with you. I think it's going to take a little bit for this team to come together, kind of like in Vino's first year where it looks better, but maybe the results aren't there yet. And then they finally really turn it on like after December, but they're going to have to, they're going to have to have some results before that. The fans aren't going to stick with it. And when the fans start to revolt, there's going to be, there's going to have to be someone that answers for it. And it's going to be the coach. Yeah, I agree. Have a good one. All right, take it easy, Warren. I think I have another request here. Nikki Hall, Nikki wants to chime back in once more. What's going on, Nikki? All right. So I definitely have to say, as far as this game goes tonight, and I know that it's still a new core, and yes, I can definitely agree with a lot of what Warren has said, that basically, you know, Fletcher is honestly going to be on the hot seat at some point or another if, you know, this doesn't end up panning out. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to justify any of how they played tonight. Like, you know, oh, you know, it's one game. You know, it's the usual usual flyers, this, that, the other. Like, I definitely feel that, you know, they're, it, it, maybe they need some kind of spark. Maybe they need something. I, I'm, we just don't know what that something is, you know? Like, yeah, and it, it seemed like the changes they made this off season, like, Oh, Nolan Patrick, it's no longer just holding your hand. We're getting rid of you. Like Phil Myers, we're no longer just waiting for you to come around. Right, right. You're gone. Jake Voracek, you've done a hell of a job for this team, but we need something different. Right. I like, it seemed like they thought mm-hmm. that would be enough to be the spark and who like they could win their next 10. And then we're, we all, we've all forget about opening night, but like after one game, it does, it right, does right. look more like last year than I hoped it would. It, it, it's not the – and, like, last year at certain points, like, the wheels just fell off and mm-hmm. shit just ended. Like, but uh, there were signs leading up to that happening, well, and uh, they looked more like that team than I wanted them to tonight. I mean, to be honest, if I'm going to be honest about last season <laughs> – I know a lot of people kind of, a lot of my friends have kind of teased me about this. They're just, uh, it's just like, I'm just like, we played the same teams seven times in a row. Yes. Like, how did, after what point are we going to be like, okay, it's the Capitals again. Oh, there we go. It's a good game. And then in the next six, it's like, oh, same, the same old, same old, same old, same old. Oh, we actually won one. Oh, same old, same old. Same with the Penguins. Oh, we won one. Up, oh, we won another. Oh, nope. We lost. Oh, nope. There it goes again. It's like, oh man, like, no, it like there was and when you play the same teams over and over, they they know your flaws and the games just all kind of play out the same way. I thought it would be cool. I thought it would be cool to have a rivalry season, but then after watching it and things mm-hmm. went as poorly as they did, I was like, Oh my god, I just want to look at something different. Like show me a different jersey. Like I just want to look like if, if it's all right, gonna go right. to shit, let me see something else. Right. And it's like with this season kicking off the way it did, you know, we actually played some other team that wasn't Washington or Buffalo or uh, who else was in the division last year? It was Buffalo, Buffalo, 
Rangers, Islanders, Jersey, Pittsburgh, yeah. Jersey, Pittsburgh. It's just like it's like, oh my gosh, it's not the Devils, it's not the Bruins. We're actually playing a team yeah. that we haven't played in over two years because of COVID. It's like, wow, this That's, is. They said on the no, they said on the broadcast tonight that this was it was like almost six hundred days since Vancouver played in America. I was like, holy shit, like. That's, over 600 days like, like oh. that's that's insane to think about how long one this has just been going on and like wow yeah they hmm. just played each other last year and of course like the bubble was in canada and all that so yeah it's been since then hmm. that uh they've played a game in the united states like that's gotta that's gotta wear on everybody mentally like if hmm. it's annoying for us it's gotta be just as annoying for all of them too Right. And, you know, having to make that exception for when, you know, Montreal had to, they basically yeah. made the exception. Like, well, if you're a team that's going to the Stanley Cup final and you have to cross over to America, you know, you're basically exempt from having to quarantine. And it's like, well, I mean, that's, that's really, that's the only other team that really made it to the finals. And that was between, you know, Tampa and Montreal. It was like, well, I mean, what do we do now? You know? <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Nikki. Appreciate it. All right, let's see here. Tanner, uh, Tanner, I'm going to go to Ian Ackerman, then I'm going to go to you. Ian, you are live on the post game. Ian, can you hear me? Is there perhaps a mute button? Uh, okay, I got it. Okay, there you are. Yep. Sorry about that. Um, no worries. Hey, what's up, man? I got a serious... How's it going? It's going good. I got a serious case of deja vu, I feel like. Just, I didn't watch the game because I'm living it, you know, out here in Detroit. But I, I listened to it on the NHL app, and it just, just seems kind of like more of what happened last year. And I know it's one game, so we got 81 left. Hopefully, more, but I don't know, man. No, yeah, it was. Um, like I said, to it, it's, it looked too much like late. If they had lost two to one, honestly, like, yeah, that would have sucked because losing sucks, but at least it wouldn't have been this. At least it wouldn't have been, well, the goaltending's still a question. Uh, like, okay. Like we had to make the desperation mm-hmm. comeback at the end. And like, it, at least like what I thought, all right, the defense and goaltending will be improved and they're going to struggle to score. Like losing two to one or three, two would have at least confirmed that. But five four when you're down four two with four minutes left, right. like uh, that's uh, that's that's eerily similar. Yeah, and like man, they got so a few decent players on Vancouver, but how do they give up five to them? I know Pedersen's really good and like Besser is good, but other than that, like, do they really have any really like stud players? I mean, Hughes is pretty good too, but I don't know. Yeah, it was uh it was definitely that second period was enough to make anybody pretty frustrated. Um because they just like it's the lapses. Like they've just it's a team that's always just had these lapses where things just get out of hand and that happened to them again. Yeah, it just happened so quickly. Um what what's up with Risto? Why why did he not play tonight? Yeah, it's been it's been getting called an upper body injury. I saw like a you know coming into the game a couple of days ago. He's on the injury report, and I'm like, oh, he's playing. Like mm-hmm. it's his first game. How hurt could he possibly be? But eh, it seems like at least for at least he's he's at least out for this one. So we'll see if he's in against uh, Seattle. But 
man, like he's one of those guys I really am looking forward to getting uh, getting a look at. And when we talk about how there was no life in the second period and they just couldn't find anything, uh, I know we're going to like be frustrated with different things Ristolainen does throughout the season, but he is a guy who can change mm-hmm. momentum for better or worse if he makes a dumb play. But when you're right. down 4-2, down 4-1, like – you kind of need one of those momentum changing plays. And like, it's a Oscar Lindblom almost at the end laid a big hit and they started to get some life back, but that's what Ristolainen is here to do is help change the momentum and help change this culture of being so soft. And I think that even though he hasn't played a real game for them yet, they missed him tonight. Right. And like, I specifically remember you talking about that, like, on Broad Street Hockey in the offseason saying, like, you know, he can just go in there and just light somebody up and, you know, just, like, not, uh, you know, like if someone takes liberties at some of our star players, like last year when Oscar had to drop the gloves, I mean, that was just total BS. That should not happen. Yeah. And we need to have someone in there who's going to do that. And like you were saying, like, it could have set the tone and changed it tonight. And I'm I'm anxious to see what he can do myself. Me too, yeah. And like just thinking about Sandheim uh, getting muscled away uh, on that puck that was caught under uh, Hart's skate. Like, it's never mm-hmm. a question in Ristolainen's mind to go after that puck. He turns around and just nails the dude who's coming in behind him. Like, and so it's it's a non the the play gets yeah. the play gets blown dead when Hart finds the puck, and that's that. So like. I do think there are tangible things we can look at with the physicality he brings as well. It's not just about momentum. It's about how he plays the game and the decisions he'd make on the ice that I think like could have helped them tonight as well. But we'll see whenever he gets back in the lineup. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance that uh, Jones starts against Seattle or you think they'll put Hart back between the pipes? I really – I'm thinking this season is about giving Carter Hart – Every single opportunity. It's not about a tandem. It's not about going back and forth. Uh, I think Carter Hart's going to have to go into a funk like he went into last year before they start splitting the starts up. It's this early in the season. I know you you got to get your backups ready. You got to like mm-hmm. you got to get them in games in case you need them later. But uh, Martin Jones is not a part of this team's future, and Carter Hart is the present and future of this team. So you have to figure out what he is. Agreed. All right, man. That's all, right, all I got. Uh, talk to you on Monday. Uh, let's see here. Requests. Let's go to Tanner Robertson, and then I think we can wrap things up. Tanner, you're back. Hey, Bill. Yeah, I thought I'd come back for a second. You know, one of the things I, I noticed tonight, speaking of, of deja vu, like Ian was talking about, um, you, you know, you, you get this sense with the Flyers that, uh, you know, they'll have a lead, and then they'll let up one goal, and you just know that a snowballing event of disastrous consequences is coming. There's one goal and then things just fall off the rails. And then oftentimes they find their footing again, like we all know in the last five or 10 minutes and make a comeback. But one of the things I noticed tonight that I, that I think was a, a big reason for um, Abe Kubel's issues last year is that I think a lot of these guys that are first and second year players are in this environment where they have a lead and all of a sudden, the other team just starts tilting the ice and just wailing on us. And I don't think they're getting instruction, or I don't know if there's much communication going on, but they just know that all of a sudden, they're getting wailed on, and they don't know what to do. And so I think a lot of these young players are taking penalties. Max Woman took that sort of dumb cross-checking penalty today. I think he was trying to instigate a fight, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I, I think a lot of these young guys – 
just are like, shit, we're, we're getting beat to hell right now, and I don't know what to do, and I really want our team to win, so I'm going to start kind of throwing my weight around, and that, that results in some of these penalties. And some of the penalties we took were over the glass, you know, delay of games. But, um, I, yeah, you know, I, I worry when I see that because I wonder what Max Willman is or is not hearing on the bench that kind of leads him to do that, leads him to think, I need to take this into my own hands right now. No, that's a great question because we know, like, bottom six and fourth liners, like, their job, they're instructed to go be physical. Like, we were just talking about with how wrist aligning can change the momentum. Like, all day Bell, you know, if he scores 10, 12 goals in a season, we're going to be like, oh, hell of a year for him. That ain't his job. Like, he's in there to get in on the grind and, and – do something stupid sometimes or, you know, not like lay somebody out, try to change that momentum. And when things start snowballing, maybe that is an issue where they're just like, I have to take this into my own hands. And then we end up taking that stupid penalty rather than changing momentum. Yeah. I I just, you know, I I follow other teams and I just, I never, I I grew up around Dallas and I, you know, when I watch the stars, even when the stars, the, the ice tilt against them, I never feel like things are about to lose control. And when it happens in Philly, and I've been watching Philly for a long time, that they get that first goal, and I'm just like, oh, shit, it's about to happen. You know, we're about to lose th- three or four goals in a row. And I'm almost always right, and I don't want to be right. Um, <laughs> no, like, tonight they, play, tonight they play 20 good minutes. They come out of the locker room, give up a goal, and before the five-minute mark of the second period, it's 2-1. All the work they did in the first 20 minutes erased in five. Right, and, and I, so that's my question is, like, what is happening here that, that, that other teams aren't experiencing? That I, I mean, at least the teams that I otherwise cheer for don't seem to have this issue of like, here's first goal, the next three or four are coming in a rapid succession. And maybe part of it's goaltending, part of it is I, I, it's probably multiple things, which is why it's hard to define. But, oh man, it's frustrating, isn't it? It absolutely is, and we, we've heard for a few years now, a few coaching staffs, like we've all seen they give up one and then off the next face-off, like within – like the goals they give up within two minutes of each other are like it, astronomical, Like, and we've seen it for a few seasons now. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on this year. It's definitely something the coaching staff has to get corrected at some point. Yeah. It seems like it, it has been longer than any specific coaching staff or even any specific player. I, yeah. I just don't – I'm flabbergasted. I, you know, I don't use that word lightly. Um, thanks, Bill. <laughs> no, it, it's – you got it. Thanks a lot, Tanner. No, it's it's been it, it's been a thing that's have been a problem for this team for years now. Like, it's not any coaching staff. It's not any one-player group. It's – it's a lot of guys who've been through these, uh, who, who've been through this organization, and uh, the shit just keeps happening. So, definitely something to keep an eye on there. All right, everybody, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. I have to once again give a special shout out to Clear Rum. That's K L Y R Rum. It's an American distilled rum. It's right here. It's a Pennsylvania. Uh, it's going to be a staple at Pennsylvania bars right now. You can find it in Center City specifically at Plow and Stowe. It's an absolutely great bar there. I love uh, love hanging out. But it's uh, check out the clear rum. I'm telling you, I drank my wife and I basically put away a bottle of it last night. Um, 
it's 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 a craft rum. It's not your typical. It's not Malibu. Let me tell you that. It's not Captain Morgan. It is not Bacardi. It is something different entirely. And you really have to taste it to fully understand. It's it's a great drink to either mix or sip. Uh, I can't get enough of it. I'm, I put away the bottle last night during the freaking Eagles game. I need. <laughs> I need to go find another one. I need to get some more of this clear rum so I can watch this flyer season. Cause if tonight is any indication, we're going to be drinking again for these flyers and why not drink clear rum while we're doing it? All right, everybody, that's it. That's all the time I have for you tonight. You know, the drill, uh, subscribe to broad street hockey, wherever there are podcasts and bang, you're going to get daily content. Now that the season is back, obviously you get the flagship show, broad street hockey, you get fly purbly. You're going to get checking out the competition with Kelly. You're going to get these post games and so much more. We have content, 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 just search broad street hockey, wherever there are podcasts, hit subscribe and maybe leave us a five-star review. Say something nice, but uh, yeah, again, thank you to clear rum. Thank you to everybody listening. Have a great week, everybody.